You are listening to the Stronger Business Podcast, where our co-host Chad Brown has recently been promoted to resident expert. And with that, I will turn it over to our only host, Josh Melton, and our new resident expert, Chad Brown, as we continue our conversation from last week. Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast. Chad, the serial CFO Brown. How the heck you doing, brother? Man, I'm feeling stronger today. Oh, that is awesome. You worked out like 7,000 days in a row. I am almost 800. I'm a few days away from 800. That is pretty legit, man. Dude, Congratulations. I'm pumped about it. Consistent with Chad. The thing's still working. Still going. Hey. That's good. That's good. We just finished up an episode with the awesome. You can't even say her first name and last name anymore. You got to say the, the, the whole name. It's Laura Hope Whitaker. Oh, yeah. But she's a hope dealer, bro. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You, you and I are both feeling a little bit more hopeful right now. Yeah, I think that's why I'm like so excited and I'm like feeling stronger. Yeah. Could be the caffeine. It could be, be the Laura, g- could gigantic be Starbucks. On, man. I know. All I know is at this point, uh, where we're at right now in businesses growing and things changing, if I'm feeling stronger, I'm happy. That's a good and thing. I'm happy man. right now. And man, I learned so much. Some of the things with Laura scared me. So okay. I'm in the early stages of going through EOS uh, with our tax shelter team and completely changing a business that's been here for 51 years. That's crazy. And if it's hard for her, I'm like, oh, my God, what the heck am I getting into? Yeah, so both entities we're talking about right there. All right, so ESP, very successful mm-hmm. nonprofit organization, doing amazing things and scaling. Uh, 35 tax shelter. years old. Yeah, 35 years old. Yeah. So you got tax shelter, you guys are 50 years old at this point. And again, growing organization, needing to make some changes to scale to the next level, right? We say it, uh, new level, new devil. You got to be able to like get stronger in order to compete at the higher level. So we talked about uh, the book Traction by Gino Wickman, a book called Rocket Fuel, also by Gino Wickman, which talks about the entrepreneur operating system, or EOS is what people would say or more easily refer to it as. And Laura is leading her team at ESP through really a revamp. Like, hey, we we used to do things this way, and we were successful, and we're about to change the way we do things to get to a greater level she of success. She calls it ESP 4.0. That's amazing, right? Yeah, I'm over great. here at like 2.0. I'm like, and I'm a long way from 4.0. <laughs> I'm just trying to get to 2.0. I'm at point two right now, yeah. I'm like, we're we're uh, Athens Cleaning Company point two. We're not at the 2.0 yet. Just going, going backwards. Just kidding. But no, so this is a cool episode, though, in regards to the conversation with Laura. And what I love about this chat is that we're seeing like organizations that are already successful. Again, tax shelters, you know, you guys are top of your industry uh, here locally. You're one of the, the first names that people would say for people like, Hey, who do, who do I need to go to in regards to my business accounting regarding my taxes? And people oftentimes boom, quick, they'll say Chad Brown, or they'll say the tax shelter. And here we are talking about you changing your businesses operating system. And I'm not talking about you moving away from Microsoft Outlook. I know that's never going to happen. We've already given up. I white flag. Clippy, brother. You got Mr. Doctor Office or whatever his name is. He's a little micro, little clip guy, paper clip guy. Yeah, He's kind of cute. Got big old eyes and stuff. Yeah. Um, he looks after you. He's there for help. <laughs> He's the most helpful person. He's been here since childhood. I can't leave that guy. But no, you're you're changing the way that you do business. Um, really kind of from the culture and processes for how you're running your business. Again, Laura doing the same thing. And this is something with Athens Cleaning Company. About three years ago, we started working on this process of changing this thing. Man, it was painful, to be honest with you. It's kind of sucked. But, and we're not, we didn't do it. We haven't done it perfectly, and you don't have to do it perfectly to scale to the next level. Our business has doubled since then. Yeah. 
it's it's really cool because we had a common language. Again, we think operating system for your smartphone, for your computer. What we're talking about is a common language so that this program knows what this program's doing, right? And so instead of it being like, what the heck's going on around here? It's like, now the right hand knows what the left hand is doing. You're like two months in right now at Tax Shelter, right? Oh, we're two months in, yeah. We're two in the thick in. of it. And your hair is looking bigger than normal. I don't I mean, know. Are you sticking your hands through your hair? Like, some days on? the wheels are on, and some days they have all fell off, brother. It is a mess. And I, and I will say, Laura and I claim to be visionaries, but you were like the visionary of all of us. You saw this and implemented this years before we started this process. And that's honestly for me, like I would question some of it more than I do had I not watched what you all have implemented and with the cleaning company have been through with it and then how much the cleaning company has has been able to grow and not only grow, dude, you are twice the size you were pre implementation of US yeah. and serving and performing at a better level for customers. So you're twice the size delivering a better product and service. And I'm like, it's a no-brainer. And then we hear, you know, back when we talked to Chad Collins, what his business, geez, it blew, oh, up, blew up 30X. Yeah. And he attributes it all to EOS. And so I'm like, all right, if it works for all of y'all, if Lahar is doing it, it must be the right direction. But, man, we're two months in, and it is a freaking <laughs> mess. Like some days I'm excited, and some days I'm like, screw this. But I, I will tell you, so so I was, you know, listening to Laura's story, there's a lot of similarities in what happened with me and I think what she shared in her experience of the sabbatical going to Hawaii, she was thinking about leaving. She was thinking about going to do something else. Mm-hmm. She was like, you know, maybe I can't lead this company where it needs to go or I'm just tired. I'm freaking burnt out. I'm, and it's because, you know, light bulb goes off when she – reads rocket fuel i've been trying to serve as the integrator and i'm the visionary i've been forcing this for 20 years well for me inside the tax shelter i had a lot of those same feelings and emotions and i got pretty close to really going in a direction uh, of trying to get out of the tax shelter in somewhat of a day-to-day capacity yeah. because i was like number one I've never, I've never grown a company. I've grown dozens of companies from zero to a million or a million to two million. I've never taken a company from two million to four million, or mm-hmm. I've never managed a five million dollar company. I don't know how to do it. I don't have the skill set. I don't. I have no experience. I've never worked anywhere else. I don't have any like mentors that I associate with that's been able to do that. So I'm like, number one, I don't think I'm the right guy to take this thing to twice this size or the next level because I just don't have any experience there. I've never done it, but I'm really good at zero to 500 or I'm really good at this, this area here. So maybe because I'm really good there and I like it and I have experience there, I should go back to building and growing businesses to that size. So that was one thought process is I just don't have what it takes to do it. And then the second piece is, man, I'm just over this. Like it's, I'm tired. Like it's just hard. And I'm trying to like, we can't, we have, we have grown to the point that everybody in the office just can't do their own thing. We have been extremely successful, like high volume. Right now we're, we're filing about 4,500 returns a year. We do about 1,000 business returns and about 3,500 personal returns. That's top five in Georgia. I mean, we're, we, we have grown tremendously as an office and perform at a really high level. 
but we hadn't had a system. Everybody's just doing their own thing. And before, when we were half our size, we could pull it off and manage that way. But now it's a little bit of a train wreck because there's just – there's no tax shelter way. There's no measurables. There's no expectations. It's just be really good at your job and come in and crush it and work like crazy. In dealing with, like, the problems and the capacity and management of that, I just got tired. And I'm like, you know what? I just I can make money easier somewhere else. I can go speak. Let me go coach. Let mm-hmm. me let me take twenty years of experience and expertise. I still own the tax shelter. I'll still, you know, help and do stuff and consult, but I don't want to be here every day. Yeah. I don't want to be in the office every day. Like this isn't for me anymore. But once I started figuring out, uh, and I think a lot of kind of what Laura talked about is understanding. I don't have to be in there grinding, doing the work of an integrator every day. I don't have to be forcing myself to honestly manage the people and and deal with all those dynamics of of the COO role and things. I could I can harness my strengths and I can be a visionary and I can focus on these three things I love doing and figure out the rest and systematize the rest through EOS. That has completely changed what I want to do and where I want to be inside of the tax shelter over the next 10 to 15 years. I don't want to go anywhere now. I'm like pumped about what we're doing. So it's interesting how fast that moved initially in that one direction and now has came back to where I'm like, this is where I want to be. Yeah, and and to clarify something you said there too. So you said like, man, the the tax shelter is a train wreck. The the clarity there is that it's not a train wreck from the standpoint of the product you're producing. Like your customers, your customers are being served at a really high level. We can't can't quit growing at this clip without everybody quitting their jobs or having a mental breakdown or like getting in a fight in the parking lot at some point. And this is the visionary in you too. (laughs) By the way, I'd love to look out my window and see a fight in the parking lot. Clients are fine. (laughs) Internally, we're dying. (laughs) Yeah, so the public persona and from the standpoint is that people are being served at a high level. Like, you're producing still a very high-quality product. The visionary in you looks and sees like, man, the the wheels are going to fall off this It's just not sustainable. Yeah, we can't continue to – Yeah, we we either got to go backwards. We got to get 25% smaller, and we're about happy and good and crushing it. Or if we're going to grow – we got to influence some things and change some things. Yeah, so this is cool too, man, because as you're saying this, and I appreciate your vulnerability, you're, you said, I know how to grow a company to this stage. If I don't know how to grow a company to the where we're going next stage with the tax shelter. And so we see lots of entrepreneurs, they get to this level, they get frustrated with their, their primary income producing business asset, and they start looking for secondary gigs. Mm-hmm. They're like, I'll go, I'll go grow something else from zero to 500 or from zero to a million because I can do that. I know how to do that. I don't know how to do this, make this thing go from two to four million. And so you see a lot of people get, they, this is when you see businesses, I mean, that business was growing, but now they've been at the same level for five years. Are they, are they started actually getting backwards? Because you, at some point, the visionary who, again, you love, you and I share this, we're like, we, we got two things we want to prioritize in our business. We want to have a good reputation. So we want to have a good product and we want to grow. Yes. And if you can't make it grow, you're like, screw this. I got to go grow somewhere else. Yeah, I'll maintain it's the fine. reputation. It'll maintain here, and yeah. it'll make money here, and I'll own it, and it'll be great, and we'll figure it out. But it's easy for me to go grow something over here. The vision's just a lot clearer. Yeah, and you said something to me, you know, to me, which is interesting too, as far as you're like, hey, I watched the, you know the cleaning company do this, and so I had some confidence or whatever. And I'm like, well, the difference is that Laura is already scaling up when she's implementing EOS. Tax shelter continuing to grow, 
with the freaking cleaning company was a train wreck, legit train wreck. Like we were like, I came back, I looked, and I was like, uh oh, <laughs> like oh look, <laughs> the bridge is out, wait, Chad. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, so we we had gotten to a point where we did like we are we were running on you know there's no tread on the tires, and like I was able to see like oh crap, like we're about to be it's about to be bad news, and it did turn into bad news. So we lost twenty five percent of our revenue in six weeks. <laughs> In six I weeks. Oh, yeah. And this was when we were like, all right. I was like, I, <laughs> I kind of saw that, oh, gosh, we're about to be in trouble and started looking into what do we need to do to fix this thing and to change the culture and all that. And so we implemented EOS because of pain, like the different kind of pain. <laughs> you got something, yeah. Yeah, you got the pain of being like, ah, oh, where we're, what's got us here? I won't take us there. I'm like, hey, we're going backwards down the hill, you know, and like steering's out and there's no brakes. We got to change things. <laughs> So we had a different motivation uh, to implement. We needed to do something more drastic, and so that it, it led us to do it. That being said, it was, there was already pain in our process because we were just in a painful spot. Um, but we did implement, and it made a tremendous difference in our company. And I'll tell you the biggest thing for me, and I hope this this, this becomes true for Tax Shelter as well. The, the thing, man, that I'll never forget it. I got it. I've sent you a copy of this before, but I sent an email out to my team in January. Uh, 2019. Oh, man, I remember this. And it's like, hey, guys, here's everything that's wrong with us. And by the way, that's my fault. It's my fault. Yeah, You took complete responsibility. Yeah, because it is. And just aired it all out. Yeah. Here's my fault. Here's where we're broken, and here's why. Yeah, well, here's where we're broken. Here's why. Here's the stats. Here's the data. And and here's my promise to you moving forward. My pleas for your forgiveness. My promise is they ain't going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And and that was the, that moment for us was the, that was when we, when I defined our core values. I'd never once, sent a message out to our entire team that says, this is what we will be marked by. But it was like, hey, we're going to have accountability. And we already had our mission statement. It says, we go above and beyond to serve people. And I was pretty pissed off because we weren't doing that. We were just, it is my fault. I'm the leader, right? Like, it's my fault, ultimately, when it comes down to it. And so we weren't doing what I wanted us to do. And so it was fun because what I got to do, I said, this is the fun part, looking back, right? Not not in the moment. I was like, what's wrong with this thing? And so I just looked at it as like if it was a this is a sick business and I'm a doctor that's going to address what's wrong with it. These are the symptoms, and I wrote all the symptoms down. And this is what was wrong with it, and I said, like, well, it, what's the the opposite of that to fix it? And those became what our core values were. And oh, so then it's good. like here's where that our core values. An easy are. way yeah. to lay out core values. Well, because I knew I like what I needed, what yeah. we needed to be to go to where to, to to honor and fulfill what our mission statement was. And man, it it totally transformed through a lot of talking about this is what the vision is, this is what the mission is, this is what the core values, to the point where now like everybody on our that works for us can't recite the, you know, all these things. But everybody on my full time team, like anybody that's a full time uh, employee of Athens Cleaning Company, they can tell you the mission, they can tell you the core values, they can tell you what our vision statement is. And we've lived that out and dude, check this out. So I don't think I told you this yet. We just did a survey of all of our team members. So everybody that works for Athens Cleaning Company got sent a survey. And the, the survey was about figuring out, hey, what was it about the hiring process that attracted you and all this stuff? So we're really just trying to figure out how do we attract these team members? But their responses gave us so much more insight into, honestly, like them feeling appreciated by the company. Because we asked the question, like, how long did you think you would stay? And then if you stayed longer than that, uh, what made you stay longer? By the way, Justin did all this stuff on the survey. So like, we'll applaud Justin sitting there looking at us now. Um, they answered the questions though, and it just showed them like it showed that we were fulfilling our mission, our vision, and our core values were legit throughout our organization. And it's through those painful moments of changing all this crap up, you know, through the implementing all this, changing all the fruit. We were planting seeds back then, 
you know, so you're like ripping up the ground, right? You're throwing seeds. You know, some of them aren't going to sprout, but now we're able to see like, dude, we got fruit on the tree, bro. And it came from that painful moment of changing things up. And so I love what you're doing with Tax Shelter right now. It's because you're going through the pain of change. So tell us about some of the frustrations that you're feeling and that your staff may be feeling in the moment of switching up from whatever your old operating system was to like, hey, again, we got to go to a new level. And so we're going to change some things up to get there. What are the, some of the challenges that you're facing? Yeah, so, and, and I will say too, while part of this was was based on our growth and, and how much things were scaling for us, we had to do something. Um, and, and you're right, it wasn't because we were performing at a lower level or serving at a lower level. We were crushing it externally for our clients. But really what prompted, it, it was obvious we had to change or, or do something different because the the wheels were starting to fall off internally. But really what kicked it off for me was uh, we had an employee leave and when he left, kind of a two things happened. Number one, one of the reasons he said he left was because of me. Can you just like, can you give the 30 second clip of this story for us? Because <laughs> I want to paint the picture for the people too, to know the, to know the gut punch of this. You just came back from two weeks in Africa or something? Yes, I came back from two weeks. Uh, so you kind of took a little mini sabbatical. Or you talked about sabbatical with Laura. Yeah. You come I, back, you're fired up, ready to roll. Like, Oh, I... You're excited. I actually, it wasn't Africa. It was Nantucket. I'd spent uh, it was about, pretty much the same place. I'd spent about ten days, <laughs> Nantucket, Maine, and, and really just getting away from it. We we'd got through a, another crazy COVID tax season. I kind of get the heck out of here for a few days. Um, done a lot of reading. Uh, done a lot of remote listening to podcasts. Talked to you off and on with some different things. And just came back like, man, I, I I I could see it. I'm ready to crush it. I'm like, we got the right people. Here we go. I think I know how to fix this. And within 24 hours of me returning, it's like, your I second was, day back. Yes, I got the gut punch of one of our really key employees that I'd spent a tremendous amount of time over the last year, like grooming and mentoring and doing things. Um, had him performing at an extremely high level. He was making way, making almost twice what he came in the door making. And so I'm like, he is crushing it in every way. He's got to be the happiest person in the world. He quit. And he and one of the reasons he said he quit, like point blank, I'm like, well, why are you leaving? He's like, well, one of the reasons is because of you. And I was like, whoa. And so that was like a huge, huge, like just gut check and like, all right, let me let's stop for a second. I've never, first, I was pissed off. Then I was hurt. Then I was pissed off again. <laughs> then I was curious enough to like, all right, let's let's unpeel this a well, little bit. Because you are on this emotional high, of like, oh, refresh. oh yeah, yeah. I mean, come back a, and you're excited. A, I come back and I mean, we took 25 steps backwards. I yeah, like, it's like you I got was, a brand new car. And I was you ready left to like wheel right the lock, rocket. <laughs> yeah, and, and so through talking through my team, there was just a lot of frustration. Number one. Everybody's job, they're just burnout. They're just working too much. I mean, we all care about serving and performing at a high level, but it was just too much. And and at, at for the first time, the money wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. Everybody was willing to leave and go somewhere else for less money. And it's like, it just ain't enough to keep doing this the way we're doing it. And it was around managing everybody the same. It was around um, no accountability. It was around different people like overlapping or gaps and holes in what we're doing. Everybody doing their own thing inside the office. There is no like system or process or expectation. And so there was just a lot of things we figured out. And so so part of that was was 
determining where we're broken and why and why this is no longer a really awesome, great place to come to work every day. And for me either. Again, I, I was the first to say I'm trying to figure out a way to get the heck out of this too. <laughs> um, it sucks being here every day. And so that led through Amy and you and looking and talking and thinking and EOS and you know, I'd have to be told things like 10 times and forced into it. But here we are. We're two months into, into EOS, and it has been easier in some ways and harder in others. Um, I think the, the one thing I recognize is, and there's a, there's a couple people on our team that's just not going to be here in the okay. next six months. So you recognize that there's going to be some and, departures ahead of you. Yeah, and, and I think the challenging part of that is there are people we care about. There are people that's been here a long time. Mm. There are people that – honestly is are billing tremendous amounts and serving clients at a high level of volume when we don't have great training programs in place and we don't have great candidates to replace them so you see them leaving you could see them leaving in your mind you're like ah they're not going to last through the change leave. i know they're just not going to they're going they're rebelling more than they're adapting okay and you're saying like hey i know they're going to leave even though even though they've been a productive member of the team from the standpoint of the bottom line they're producing is legit they you're don't like they're not gonna change. make the change they don't want to change so they're not they willing to go something. where you're going to go next that's right okay and, and and for whatever reason of trying to coach and help and mentor it's just it's just not a good fit where we're trying to go is not a good fit for some people okay so that's a harder part of what and you're that wondering. pressure is causing their performance to be worse. And okay. now it's like, geez. Well, and probably are going to have if if there's other people that are on your team that are excited about change and where we're going next to have somebody that's not excited, it creates an issue with your, within your culture because yeah. now yeah. you got some like negativity. Yeah, that's there. right. That's exactly right. And, and so for for me as a leader and as somebody that's wanting to bring everybody up with us, that's hard, man. It's it's emotionally. I just kind of feel like I'm failing some people yeah. or I'm like screwing some people over in the process. Oh, man, that's so good, too, because as leaders, I get tricked into thinking, I guess I think that I just want this to be true, Chad. Like, I want everybody to be on the same team. You know, hey, we're all going to move together. And it's the reality of life right. is like, that's just not the way it's going to be. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're, when you're making an improvement for the organization, like some people aren't going to like it and they're not going to be team players. And it just sucks. It's, but it's part of, it's part of progress and part of success is that you have to be able to get through that crap. And, and I'll say one of the things that has surprised me on the opposite side of that is some of the people I did not think were going to adapt and change and move this direction with us. They have, they're loving it. I've seen processes and procedures and systems put in place because of EOS that started making a lot of everybody's job easier, and that immediately built credibility. Like, okay. we don't want to change. We don't know where you're going. We don't understand this. Seems like more work. Oh, wait a minute. This is making things a little better. Like, I'm like, if I can get you to step one or two for most of you, you're like, oh, God, now I kind of trust the process. Now I'm more willing to change because I'm seeing my benefit. That's been fantastic. But the hard thing for me, and I think this is probably where the visionary piece comes in for all of us, um, and just the whole like entrepreneur side of like you just want to like now you're now you're like you're pointing in a direction and you see where you're going and you see what it can be and you see how you can grow again and you see how everybody's loving their job again or starting to I want it to happen like this week oh yeah it's like a freaking two-year yeah. process and yeah. I'm like man why can't we I want to like freaking like Starbucks train this thing. Let's close the doors for five days and all like train 24 hours a day in EOS and come out next Monday ready to roll. But it's not 
we got to like no. we're like in every other week process of like here's what we're gonna do baby steps and we're gonna think about it for a couple weeks mm-hmm. and then we're gonna do this little piece then we're gonna do this and I'm like oh let's just change it and fix it all right now it's so <laughs> broken and the more we change the more I want to change and so that part's kind of crushing me but also too it's a this is where this is where my personality performs extremely well in some aspects of business but really it isn't built for some of these parts of EOS and I'm, I'm having to learn and figure them out is I I am a task oriented motivated person at a ridiculously high level I show up every day yeah. like I can check these 50 boxes or I can do these 50 tasks yeah. I really ain't got to know a whole lot about where we're going my performance is based on did I crush it today or not? Did I win today? Yeah, you are very high as did I, achievement as a strength. Yes, did I achieve today? Did I achieve this quarter? Did I beat my metrics and numbers this week? Did I beat them this month? Did I beat them this year? So for me, I I have man starting this process. I have no earthly idea what we want to be or need to be or shooting for in three years, much less ten years. Mm. I mean, I kind of know my metrics for one year, but I don't have any. I, even for me personally, I'm like, three years from now, my God, I don't know. We, I know what I'm going to do to crush it tomorrow. Yeah. And I know my habits is going to make me way better and way stronger and way more awesome in three years and ten years. But I don't know what that looks like. So so that's been a really challenging piece for me is figure out what is this three-year vision, what is this ten-year vision. I'm like, Jesus, I don't know. Man. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. You and I have talked about this before, but I don't think we've ever talked about it on the podcast. As business partners and trying to come up with goals – in, in the vision for the cleaning company, I'm much more likely as a visionary to look at seeing like a destination that I think that I can get to in the future and then saying like, Ooh, I want to get there. I wonder how I would do it. And you're a lot more likely to say like, what's our current capacity. And if we amplify our current capacity, where can that take us? And so you're much more likely to look at, um, I'm, I'm like coming up with the, the sum or the product. Right. And then I'm trying to figure out what the number, what numbers to add multiply. And you're looking more so on the front end, like what are the numbers we have to add or to multiply? What product or sum can we get from that? Yeah. So we look at goal setting completely different. So yeah, so it's easier for you, or I say easier from the standpoint of meaning like you're more geared toward being like, what can we produce today? And if we multiply that times five, where does that get us in five years? And I'm more likely to say like, hmm, where do I want to go in five years? What do I need to add up to get to that spot? Yeah. And so there's a, and we probably, I think we've actually both done get a job of blending toward the middle of that so that we can probably see both perspectives and be able to offer a vision for both of those people on both different ways. But it is, it does lead you toward being able to look at 50 things on your to-do list today and be like, oh, I cannot wait to execute all 50 things. Bro, if I look at 50 things on my to-do list, I don't read them. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Like, I, you know, number one on my to-do list is like, read your to-do list. And I was like, nah, I'm, like, I'm not going to do that one, dude. What's number? What's the funnest looking thing on here? Let me do that today. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. And, and you're right. It's So for me, let's take Cleaning Company, for example. My approach to to the way I just operate as as an entrepreneur and a business owner is I'm like, all right, I can pick up if I if I I can build out the steps to pick up two clients a week and one employee a week. So I'm like, all right, here's what I'm gonna do to pick up two clients a week, one employee a week, and I go. But I don't I'm not I don't add that up in like three years or ten years and like what does that look like and like what kind of building are we in and whose roles are where and who's managed I'm like no, no, no. I'm just picking up two clients and an employee a week, and I'll do that forever. Like, you point me there, I go, and I perform, and yeah. I'm checking it off, and I'm paid well for it, and we're crushing it, and 
we're going to, we're going to outgrow our competition and we're going to serve well, but we're going to do it at we're going to do it at two clients and one employee a week till I don't know. And you're like steady Eddie, like you can execute at that level and like just continue to execute because again you're achievement minded, so you like cross but the, things but off then your it, But then if you ask me, hey man, what do you want the cleaning company in your life to look like in ten years? And I was like. I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. No idea. I don't Wish know. again. In what would make you happy? I'm like picking up two clients a week and one boy. You're like, uh, why? I don't. That's what I said I was going to do. Yeah, cool. yeah. and that's because yeah. that's what you believe to be believable and achievable, right? Like you're, oh yeah, we can hit this, and it makes me happy to do what I set out to do. Yes, boom. That's right. it. Even though it boom, may not check. even be what I want to do, it's achievement. like achievement. Yeah. Well, it's the funny thing is like you might, and, and this works for me too, just in a different fashion. But you may not even know if you really want to do it. You just believe you can do it. You're like achievement minded so you're like oh let's execute this again what sally would say to you hey just because you can don't mean you should yeah you know so it goes with that i open in there but i but i don't know it, it's eos is a has really pushed me to rethink everything and not only rethink it i gotta freaking here's the awesome thing about it i gotta put it on paper okay so and i gotta make it available to everybody i gotta have what i think eos is a two-page strategic plan and a three year and a five year and rocks. I got to put it on paper. I got to write it down, and I got to give it to everybody. So I can't just wing it or make it up or fake it or oh, figure it out okay. in the moment. Yeah, you can't change it. I can't. That's right. Yeah. This is something like you either in or you out. This is where the tax shelter's going, and this is what I want and what I want for you. Man, this is so funny. You've done this for you're doing this for tax shelter. Uh huh. I've done it for Athens Cleaning Company. We uh-huh. should probably do this for stronger business. <laughs> Probably a great idea. We should start. To, we should start taking our own advice. You know, start swallowing our own yeah. medicine here. We're gonna see if I can live through tax shelter first. We throw anything else on my plate. Oh, you don't believe it? I got you. Okay. No, I, I thought you were achievement minded. I, oh, I could have been wrong. I don't believe I can get through it and get any sleep at night uh, and stay married and enjoy my life in the process if I start doing it with too many companies at one time. You do look kind of stressed out right now. It's only tax season. (laughs) When we're recording this, it's all great. It's going to come out in like April or May, but we're in the thick of March right now. By the way, man, I hope you keep growing your hair out. I really do. Like, I hope that you just make Hazelhurst proud. Like, grow it out the back, dude. Get it off the collar. Like, make it go down your back. You understand, like... I'd get my ass kicked in Hazelhurst so I went down there like this right now. You can't go out on the street oh, like this man, down that's there. That's what I'm saying. Keep growing out in the back and then shaving on the sides and stuff. Get you that Hazelhurst mullet. Oh, right? no, that'll work. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Permit. I got I, I, got, permit, I got good things planned for you, man. All right, any other pain points on the EOS system for tax man, shelter? It, like, it's not. What, what I'll say is if you're oper- – here's the crazy thing. Here's how I feel right now about business and EOS – when your business, you can't wait to get our size to do this. It's just stupid. Like we just made bad. So decisions you waited too long. Here. Yes, it is almost. Uh, it's not. This is this is in no way true. This is the way it feels trying to do it at this point. I feel it is almost easier to just start from scratch than to revamp at such a level of uncontrollable business and volume and capacity and and just different employees, different. We, we don't have an ideal customer, man. I got 15 different types of customers. <laughs> I got 15 different personalities of employees. We're all over the place. We got part-time. We got full-time. We got some people with a 70. We got some people with a 17. It's just trying to do all this inside an EOS system at this size and this volume. It feels like it, it would 
just easier to start from scratch. But I know it's way easier for a business owner entrepreneur to do this uh, when you're smaller than we are now. So if you feel like you're too small or you feel like, hey, I don't need EOS, I, I haven't grown to that level or I can't afford it or I don't have time for that right now. It's just me or it's just me and two employees. Like, freaking do it now. Mm-hmm. Like, implement it now. Figure it out now because I promise you it'll be way easier. You'll grow faster. You'll make more money than you ever dreamed. And I and I know it and I see it and we're working our way through it. But, man, it is hard right yeah. now. Hard but worth it for sure yeah. on the other side of it. I haven't, I haven't heard anybody, Chad. All the, we know lots of people that have implemented the EOS system or following that type of framework. EOS ruined my business. You I don't know anybody that, that said, like, oh, we tried it. It sucked. It was terrible. It's like, no, anybody. I've Lost talked to all you. my money because of EOS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a garage full of EOS products. I don't know what to do. I hadn't heard that yet. Uh, I'm going to give some very specific what to do next. If you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I, okay, so I've heard of the EOS term. I heard you guys talking about traction. I don't know where to go. I don't know where to start. If you are like super detail oriented, I like knowing every single detail. Go get the book Traction by Gino Wickman. That, that's, I mean, you're like making it sound glamorous. It's the if textbook you, piece. If you don't have much of a life or anything else to do and you enjoy the nitty-gritty detail yeah. of reading a true like textbook. Yes, It's traction. like a college textbook. God, if you hard. are the engineer type, I'm, I'm like the, the accountant yes. type, honestly. Like, yeah. I like to know, I, mean, I got to do, I want to every I, cross every T. Like, I got to go get traction. But if you're like Josh Melton, you ain't going to read traction unless your business is on fire and you're using it as a fire extinguisher. You need to go get the book. Because I read traction, and I was like, hey, this all sounds great. And I asked somebody this question. Overwhelmed. I said, Okay, that's that'd be, yeah, that'd be awesome to have. What the heck now? They're like, well, have you read Get a Grip? I'm like, I don't, we don't know what you're talking about. They're like, oh, go read Get a Grip. So if you're like me, if you're more of the idea generator, you ain't going to sit down and read a book that's 400 pages. Go to Audible and get the book Get a Grip. Or if you want to try to read it, read it. That's fine. And it tells a story of a company that implemented traction. And so it kind of walks you through. It, it, and it, it entertains you during the process, which is what I need. This is what it would look like to go from not having it to implementing it to having it. And then you can go back to traction as a reference. Or, again, the book, if you're a visionary and you are you know got a successful organization, you could read Rocket Fuel, which is the book that Laura was given, which led to her wanting to implement traction at ESP. And, and I'll tell you, one of the ones we're going through right now, man, it's such an easy read. And compared to traction, Jesus, like a kindergarten book, um, why EOS? That's, as a management team right now, part of what we're doing is walking through two chapters at a time together in a meeting. And and why EOS has really been awesome to help convince my team yeah. of like why we're doing this and why this is so important. Which and, is a tool for implementation, right? Yeah. If you're the visionary, you're like, okay, I think I want to go this route. And this is what's great. And Laura mentioned this is like, make sure that the implementer has the, uh, excuse me, integrator has the tools that they need to roll this thing out, which did they have and some books which serve as like, hey, get, you know, you got to convince your team as we're about to change some things. Here's what we're going to change. Here's why we're going to change it. And, and why you, will help. If you're listening to this episode right now, and if you feel like you're an integrator, if you feel like, oh my God, I am an integrator, Chad at the com, <laughs> Chad at strongerbusiness.com. I'll even give you my cell phone number, my home address. <laughs> Call me, come by, visit, let's talk. I desperately need an integrator. Um, I will pay you ridiculous amounts of money right now. 
This is the, I didn't think typically it's only when we have guests that you're spending tons of money, but I guess you're doing it right yeah, now. I'm willing to do it right now. That's probably the best offer that's ever been made that's on the Stronger really Business Podcast. All right, you got a high ticket item. Y'all come and get it. But in all seriousness, check out those books and um, figure out if EOS is for you. And again, it, we I would suggest, Chad would suggest, hey, start before you have to start, at least learning about it so that you know at a certain time I'm going to start. I'm gonna really going to build this thing into my, the framework of my company. You can get a rolling start on this thing instead of having to make a drastic move like most of us have to make. But you're listening to the Stronger Business Podcast. Go give us a review. Give Chad a review as the expert of the of the episode, the expert of the podcast. But uh, no, like, subscribe. Do all that stuff you're supposed to do. Like us on Instagram, whatever, whatever, whatever. Give us a five-star review, though, if you give us five stars. If you want to give us a one-star review, you can check us out on betterbusinessbureau.com. Give us a one-star <laughs> review there. You won't find us there. Um, Appreciate you guys listening. Until next time, grow stronger. If you enjoyed this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast, then leave us a review and share it with a friend. You can find us online at strongerbusiness.com or check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Stronger Business. We look forward to hearing from you and have a great 2022.